Welcome back to another episode of Kindred Conversations. I'm Paris Dews. And I'm Brittany Fry. And our episode today is sponsored by Bloom and Grow. We love, love, love the growing guide, which is a little workbook that Bloom and Grow has come out with. It's all produced by Olivia Ogden, which we have had her on for an episode. She was fabulous. Highly recommend the episode. The growing guide, you get 40, right? 40% off if you use the code kindred 40. And it just gives you every month a different character trait to work through. It has little activities that you can do with your child. It has a playlist of songs that are associated with that trait, which is just the cutest thing ever. So you can listen to them while you're working on the activity, you're playing the game with your child. It also comes with a bunch of books that she personally recommends about the topic. So that was my one of my Christmas gifts to myself last year, and I have just thoroughly loved it and can guarantee that I will be using it with all of my children and honestly for all of these younger childhood years. So years and years to come. So anyway, highly recommend. And if you are interested in purchasing, you can use the code kindred 40. It will get you 40% off, which is the highest discount she offers. Anyway, can't recommend it enough. Yes, you will love it. And I have to say it feels like perfect timing with summer, having all this downtime, having some activities that feel really worthwhile to do with your children and to be able to talk about important conversations and she has some fun games in there as well. It's it's perfect timing. So check that out. Um, okay, Britt, do you want to say what you're grateful for first? Yes. Okay, so we were out of town for majority of May, as I've talked about. And I just was thinking in preparation for this episode, what am I going to say for my moment of gratitude? And I was just like, I'm so grateful to be home. I'm just, it feels so good. I love being home. I love... Um, having a little bit more downtime. I feel like right when we got home, there were a bunch of things we wanted to do. And that was really fun to catch up with friends. And, um, I don't know, just like get out and do a lot of like the Utah things and local things that we love. But then I realized like, okay, I'm feeling a little bit chaotic. I'm going to pull back a bit. And it's honestly just been so nice to take things really slow and enjoy our home and just enjoy one another's company. Anyway, I'm just grateful for that right now. I love that. What about you? I agree. It feels so good to be home. Yeah. And that's one of the most underrated parts of traveling, in my opinion. Yes, totally. Is the love it gives you for your home. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So today I got a babysitter in the middle of the day just for a couple of hours. And I actually had plans with a friend that we had to reschedule. And so I ended up just with like a couple free of time. free hours. Yes. Amazing. Yes. And anyways, I, I didn't do any work. I just went and I had some me time. And it was so nice and also totally opened my eyes to daytime babysitters. (laughs) (laughs) I've mentioned on the podcast that right now I feel like for my family doing kind of one thing as like I, I like to do a lot with my friends and usually like one girl's night of some sort a week is kind of what's feeling right for me right now. Um, but I realized like I can still get away and have moments away without outside of that one night that yeah. I'm giving myself. Um, anyways, which maybe that's a, dumb, a silly epiphany, but I'm like, I just think I need to make this a standing thing where I can just have some free time. Totally. Totally. Anyways, it was lovely. 
So I'm grateful for you. Actually, I feel like pin in this conversation because I want to talk about this more. Yes, we'll talk about it more. For another episode. Yes. <laughs> but yes. just amen but to everything you said. My moment of gratitude for is for daytime babysitters. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I feel like I justify, I am like very quick to justify babysitters. Once again, we'll talk about this at a future date. But daytime babysitters are like a new luxury yes and like but i don't even want to use the word luxury because it's like it's so reasonable yes totally especially and it like, should be it should be normalized it yes. should be normalized yes and it was a it was a girl in my neighborhood she's 16 so it's not like i it's not like i had to hire some like experienced nanny nanny she's darling my kids loved her she tidied up my house it was amazing awesome that's amazing <laughs> so i'm grateful for that i'm grateful for you for that Okay. Um, wait, other way around. Grateful for that for you. Okay. That's okay. Here we go. Episode today. Okay. Wait, before we get into our episode, yes, we have to, we've teased this. I feel like so much, not on purpose, but we've talked about it on stories. We've talked about it on our, with our husbands and we are finally having a heart to heart on kindred conversations. We are talking, Oh, we are getting, we are talking dirty details. <laughs> okay. Not that it's an inappropriate term to use there, but you're done having kids. Yes. That is a huge deal. Yeah. And it is a big deal. I like all of our listeners want to talk about it because you have the sense of confidence. You feel so good about it. And I think that we all just hope to feel like that when we get to the point of being done having kids. Totally. Totally. Okay. I feel like this is like twofold because people asked a lot about how do you know, like, how do you feel confident moving in? And then a lot of people were like, wait, did your husband get a vasectomy? Like, tell me about that. So I kind of want to go into the two different sides, but first just like, how do you know? Obviously this is so different for everyone. And I came from a mom who never knew, like I thought that that just never happened. Like, Oh, people don't ever know if they're done having kids. Same. I think my my mom still to this day is like, I kind of wish I had more kids. Yeah, totally. (laughs) And and each of our moms had five kids. Yeah. Which is so many. I'm, I, I don't see myself having five kids and I can't see myself having five kids and then being like, I'm not sure if we should have more. (laughs) I know. I totally agree. So honestly, maybe they're just like made of different stuff. Yeah. capable stuff. But, um, I do have to say that when Johnny and I got married, he mentioned this a little bit, we were deciding like three or four, three or four. And that just, um, came out of like, honestly, a a personal decision. I loved growing up with a lot of siblings. I always felt like it was a party at my house. Um, but as an adult, I just thought, I don't know that I want to have that many kids. And it wasn't even necessarily like, oh, that sounds so hard or whatever. I just thought, "Mm, I think three or four sounds a little bit more manageable to me. Anyway, um, that being said, so we had, once we had Brooks, I think we both kind of were like, we're thinking three could be four, but we're thinking three have Brooks. Then we had Wells really soon after. And then I had my health decline, like pretty bad after Wells. And once I got all of my thyroid stuff figured out and whatnot, um, I was feeling so good and finally able to really enjoy just not nursing, not having a newborn. We were sleeping fairly regularly again. And I started to think, okay, maybe we will have four because I could actually, I really am enjoying this time and I could see us wanting to wait and have a big gap. Like I was thinking four or five years between Wells and our next baby. And then I was like, and then I kind of want to have like 
I don't think there's anything wrong with having a big gap. I honestly am a believer that like people love what they have, but I was like, I, with the boys being so close, if we have one further down the road, would like two closer together. Anyway, um, all of that. And then Eloise was just a total surprise. And she was born two years, three months after I had Wells. So knowing that they were going to be that close, that was one of the first things I thought about being pregnant. And I know we talked about this a bunch was that I think a lot of the process, I mean, when you find out when you're surprised by a pregnancy, there's a lot of processing. And I think the biggest thing that honestly took up to two months, maybe anywhere from like a couple weeks to a couple months to process was that I had been thinking we would have maybe two more babies because I was going to wait a long time. And all of a sudden, knowing that she was coming sooner, I was like, I'm pretty sure this is our last, but I want to be, I want to be decided. I don't want to wait this out and see how it feels and see, like, I want to move confidently into this pregnancy, confidently into this postpartum experience. And just like, no, I am such a planner. I like to know what to expect. And I just, that was my biggest thing is like, I have to work this out in my head and like be very thoughtful about this and really figure out like, what do we want? What does feel good? Am, will I be 100% content with my family stopping after this third baby? And after I honestly like took a couple of months to really think about it, I just, it just felt right. I like 100% was like, yes, this is it. This is our last. We're moving forward as is. And I think ever since that moment, like that was made up in my mind, but I will say, so then moving on to like postpartum, Johnny kind of wanted to wait a little bit before we made anything permanent. So we waited to, to get a vasectomy until just a couple months ago. Oh, okay. So I had a couple of thoughts on that. One is that a lot of people will say after they have a kid, like, oh, we're done. Like, this is it because they feel so overwhelmed. And that was another reason it was important to me to make the decision while I was pregnant be, and like right at that big, the beginning point, because I didn't want to make any decisions based on our current circumstances. I didn't want to say we're done because I'm so overwhelmed. I wanted to say we're done because I feel like this is mm-hmm. right for our family. And I, I have to just cut in and say, yes, I, I think it's smart. Like you knew yourself well enough to know, like, this is when I'm going to be the most clear headed to make this decision because I know for me, I would feel the opposite. Right. Like, right. Being, <laughs> I really, I love the postpartum phase. I really, I, I don't do as well with being pregnant. And so when I'm pregnant, I'm like, Oh, never again, never again. And then when I have a baby, I'm like, this can't be my last. And right. I, I, I don't know what I'll do, but but for I'm just taking notes on that. Okay, I shouldn't be. I mean, not that I am, but I'm not going to make this decision while I'm pregnant because right. that's not because it when will be I'm heavily influenced. Clearly, yes, yeah. yes, exactly. Yes, and I we found out so early. I I honestly knew at three weeks that I was pregnant. So literally, you just, always know. Yes, so fast. And so it was like before sickness set in, I had like a good couple of weeks to really think about this. And then anyway, so that was like, I want, I want to make this clear headed decision. And, and I want this to be really based off of what I feel like is best for my family. Not just like, I'm so overwhelmed right now. I can't do this again. Anyway. Um, 
Okay, vasectomy. Johnny went in and got that a couple months ago. I'm trying to remember all the details that I wanted to share, not just about that, but just in general. But basically that was, oh, so here's, here's what was interesting about that to me is I had known from the second I decided like, this is it. And okay, I keep saying I, like, obviously this was a conversation between Johnny and I, but, um, both of us, like we knew once this was it, we get pregnant really easily. And so we were like, we're going to have to make a more permanent decision, a more permanent, you know, physiological choice here, um, to make sure that we don't get pregnant. And I, if I was somebody that was not so certain, I would not advise to do that. So certain and so fertile. Yeah. 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 A hundred percent. If you felt like, oh, I can get an IUD and I'll be totally happy. And like, that will feel great. Then I would recommend that 10 out of 10 times. Um, it was purely that birth control wasn't working for us because of my hormones. And so I didn't feel like we really had another option. Anyway, we have had, I can't even tell you how many little, little like think we might be pregnant and, (laughs) Anyway, so, and you usually are. Yes. Yes. Usually, usually I am. I think that made you sound, that made you sound like you're just always thinking you're pregnant, but no, no, you're just actually always getting pregnant. Exactly. And so I felt like I could move in confidently into getting a vasectomy. And I will say like, I actually felt like I took it pretty, Johnny was taking it very seriously. obviously. And I feel like I didn't, I just was like, yeah, we know this is right. We're done. Like, let's go get a vasectomy. Like, let's be done with this. And it was really, really interesting to me in leading up to it. And like, I would say just like the day before and like right after it happened, it definitely played mind games a little bit where I was like, kind of like, wait, what if we just, what if we did one another all of a sudden, you know, what if tomorrow my mind changed or what if, and Anyway, I mean, I was so confident in my decision and, and making something permanent will always be the thing to like make you question, wait, was I positive about this? You know? Anyway, so I definitely wouldn't recommend that unless that was something that you were just really, you know, that's the best option for you and you're really confident moving forward. Anyway, um, yeah, so we're still in the phase of you have to wait. Let's see. They told him, I know it can be different. They, they can perform it differently from my understanding. So literally we were in and out of the office in 30 minutes. Oh my gosh. It was so fast. It was so fast. And, um, Johnny was sore for, so he had to lay down for like a day and then he was sore for maybe a week total. But after one day, like he could walk around after one week, he could run, he could lift weights. And you've had three kids. That feels really fair. Yeah. That feels like nothing. No, it was very, even Johnny was like shocked by it. It was very minimal. And then I would say he like maybe had some soreness, like maybe, you know, a day or two randomly for the next, like up to two weeks. And then it's been honestly totally normal and fine. And we're in the period right now where you're supposed to wait, let's see, three months, they say, or 20 times. So, right? Yeah. Three months or 20 times. So how many times have you? So we're on the the countdown here. Just kidding. We're on the countdown. (laughs) Every time I'm like, all right, 16 more, 15 more, 14 more. (laughs) 
definitely. So you literally have to be keeping a tally. Yeah. It's definitely on my mind because I'm still like, we could still get pregnant. <laughs> and my OB and like, you're confident that that's not what's right for your family yes my OB made it very clear too when I told him that's what we wanted to do he was like okay I'm telling you now listen to their instructions because I have had people come in in that interim time that they were not supposed to be having sex unprotected and so, they're pregnant <laughs> yeah yeah they're pregnant so anyway so yeah that's that's our update there those are my thoughts okay I have I have so many thoughts, but I'm just <laughs> glad that you're willing to share this information because, yeah, I, I honestly, I think I'll be like my mom and your mom where I just don't ever really know. And I think there's something really special about having the confidence in yourself. And I know too, like, you're a spiritual person. I know you made this like decision prayerfully. Yeah. And I, I just admire that confidence because I think we can have that confidence and sometimes we don't give ourselves permission I even I even caught you saying like you your mom could handle more she's made of sterner stuff and we tend to do that you know about oh I can never do six kids or I can never do five kids or whatever but the reality is if you decided that you wanted six kids you would kill it you would be amazing at six kids but it takes confidence to say you know what we feel really good with where our family is at right now and I'm taking, I'm taking notes on that. Um, yeah, I don't know what we'll do. If anyone listened to our episode with Pierce, he's feeling really confident that this is going to be our last (laughs) and we will see about that. I think it very likely could be. Um, but yeah, I, no matter, no matter what I like having, I mean, I don't like having an IUD, but I have no adverse reactions. So I will just plan on doing that. But I have to say, Pierce's mom got her tubes untied to have Pierce. <laughs> so, there. I mean, everything like everything nowadays is reversal, right? So right. that's like that's kind of comforting, too, right? Knowing it's permanent, but it is reversible in theory if you right. want to. Yes, and I will say about um, the vasectomy, they also have an option because they can't. I mean, it is supposed to be reversible. The way that they did it was they put, this is like, maybe these are the dirty deeds. I don't know. <laughs> Instead of actually, cause we know other people who have like had the area cauterized. And at that point, like, I don't really know how reversible that is. It may not be. Um, but they put titanium clamps in. So they just remove them is how that works. It's much more expensive to to undo things. So it is like very unreversible in our minds. Yeah. But it, um, if you were somebody who like felt very confident and that was your best, best, um, plan of action, but you wanted a plan B to fall back on, they do also, uh, sometimes ask if you want to store sperm. So you also can do that so that there is like another, you know, just like an option on the side. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So like he can do the birth control, but yeah, it doesn't necessarily take having kids off the table. Forever. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. That's cool. Anyway. Um, okay. My other thought, I actually kind of envy your surprise pregnancies. Is that a, <laughs> a funny thing to say? But I, I've thought that I, I mean, this baby was like a little bit of a surprise, but not, not really. <laughs> we were not being, we were not being super careful and we, knew we weren't being super careful. We were surprised because I was nursing and 
I've just been very thoughtful and very intentional with my other pregnancies. And this one, we weren't. You were more like, but it if wasn't, we get pregnant, like, totally. this will be a good time, but, but it we're wasn't not going like, to actively try. Totally. It wasn't yeah. like you where you were very actively trying to prevent and like, bam, you're pregnant. That I have to say, being someone that, you know, believes in the divine and believes in spiritual intervention, I envy that because there's this element of, oh, I'm pregnant. I definitely wasn't supposed to be pregnant. This is kind of a freak accident. AK, like this is definitely in God's timing and clearly part of his plan. Like I envy that a little bit because for me, it's like, okay, pressure's on me. Right, right. To make Press- all the decisions. Totally, totally. Like God kind of just took that one over for you and was like, Eloise is coming. Oh, a hundred percent. Yes. So I just have yes. to say that definitely I feel like I envy, I envy that. Even Pierce and I would always say before we got pregnant with Miles, like we just wanted it to happen on accident. Right. Because it felt like such a big decision to totally be ready to have kids and start actively working toward that. And we just wanted it to happen. And then we would know okay, it's obviously when it's supposed to happen because it was an accident. But turns out accidents don't just happen when... (laughs) (laughs) Turns out, you know, some of us had to make more plans than others, but... No, totally. I I actually always say that. I'm like, it is hard. And I, you know, I think that it can be such a sensitive topic too, because some people are, try so hard to get pregnant and can't. And some people are trying so hard not to get pregnant and have an accident, right? And that like... Both scenarios are hard and one doesn't take away from another. So I know it can be a very sensitive topic, but, um, here's the thing. It's sensitive, but also, I mean, everyone that's a mom goes through it in some, on some level, right. You know, we're all planning around, you know, this is how long it took with my last kid. This is how long I think it'll take or whatever, you know, we're all working with it and it is so much more emotional for some people and rightfully so, but everyone just has those different parameters they're working totally with. totally and I think is surprised one way or another with how things are working you yeah. know anyway I do say that though like as hard as it is to truly be surprised by uh, having a baby and getting pregnant I do feel very very much and with Brooks like he was our only one that we very intentionally tried for and I actually felt so strongly spiritually like that was the right time like so strongly I couldn't deny that I'm like oh we are supposed to have a baby right now but my other two it it has been a special thing to feel like you know what like this wasn't my timing but it's apparently the right timing so and then you do get to just move forward yeah positively like trusting in that I think which is nice for me honestly with mine I I felt good about it but it, I felt good about it from a spiritual standpoint, but mostly it was just thoughtful yes, and Pierce yes. and I getting on the same page and feeling good about it. And then, you know, Lola did take a little, I mean, it was not long, but it was six months longer than it took with Miles right. or, or this pregnancy. So it was, it took us aback a little bit. And right. I think, you know, that, you know, it just happened how it's supposed to. And I always think people love what they have. They really totally. do. Especially they love what they grew up with. They love what their family grows up as. And I take a lot of comfort in that knowing there's no wrong gender that the baby can be. Right. There's no wrong age gap. You know, everything comes with its own unique challenges and joys, but you really can't family plan incorrectly. No, no, I agree. And I do. And I do. I do. I'm like taking back what I said. I don't want to say that to be like, oh, you should always feel so right about whatever. Because 
I don't know why, but for whatever reason, like that, I'm like, maybe that is because of my personality, whatever. Like, I do feel like that is a little bit unique that I have felt that way. And I, like my sister, for example, she's one of the people who's like, I don't think I will ever feel totally ready for a baby. Like, it's just when it makes sense. Like, you know, her and her husband both, she's like, I, and she doesn't like being pregnant. So she's just like, I'm not making this out of a like really spiritual place or even sometimes a very thoughtful place. It just, you know, it just makes sense right now, logically. So we're just going to do it. Yeah. And that's every bit as valid. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So I think, I don't know. I think that it can't, What, however you come at it, I don't think there is a wrong way. Sometimes you know? too, I think we put all this pressure on ourselves because it's such a big decision to feel like, oh, this super spiritual, like contentment about whatever you have. But I think a lot of the times at the end of the day, it's just going to be like, you know what, this is work, what works for our family. Mm-hmm. This is you know, I'm compromising with another human on this. I don't actually get to make all the decisions. Right. And neither does he. Right. We are compromising on this. This is what we can work with. This is what, this is what we're kind of feeling. And anyways, there's just so much that goes into it. And I'm grateful you shared what went into. Thanks. Cheers. <laughs> okay. Dang, oh. your family turned out so cute. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, our episode today is our other topic, I guess. Oh, um, yeah. Now that we're 25 minutes in. I know. Okay, is um, we're talking about what you splurge versus save on in motherhood. Somebody suggested this, and I just loved the idea. Yes, it was so. so it was so fun thinking about. And also, it kind of made me realize I should probably save more. <sighs> <laughs> okay, I have to say, I like wrote down in my notes. I'm like, can I say that I'm more like, I don't spend the money until all of a sudden I spend all of the money. Like, uh, <laughs> I'm like, not really a like save here, splurge here. I'm just like, okay, hold off. Keep the crappy, disgusting thing until you can buy the most expensive option. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of like that too. Okay. But let's go into our categories. Yes. Yes. Okay. I want to hear you. Yeah. What do you want to start with? Let's start with your clothes. Okay. Okay, clothes, <laughs> and these are all, I have very thoughtful responses for them, okay? Clothes for me, I'm going to say, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say save with a few splurge. In general, I am an H&M, Zara, Old Navy girl with a few like splurge dresses I don't know. Okay. Here's my, here's my thought process about clothes. I do not like to have a lot of clothes. It feels overwhelming to me. And I don't know. Some people probably laugh and be like, you have a lot of clothes, but I, my basics, I say I'm an H&M girl, but if I buy something from H&M, I'm wearing it for years. I'm not right. buying it and then throwing it right. away. At the end it's of the not season. necessarily quote unquote fast fashion. Yes. For you. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I am very, very thoughtful about what I buy. Yeah. And I wouldn't necessarily, but I'm, I'm not always going to buy the cheap option or the expensive option. I'm going to buy the option that I like because I'm going to keep it for a long time. Yeah. But honestly, I feel like my go-to are cheaper just because I am in a phase of life where I, I cannot, but I cannot own things that are washed by hand. Yeah. I cannot. When I, I realized that when I had miles, I used to hang dry all of my clothes. And one day when I was just drowning in laundry, I had the epiphany, this is not my phase of life to hang dry. If I cannot hang dry it, I can, or if I cannot throw it in my dryer, I cannot own it. And we have, a, we have a nice dryer. I dry it on delicate. But if it can't be dried, 
I can't own it. Right. And so in that aspect, I'm, I am safe, but I also 100% will splurge on something that I love and think that I will wear for a long time. A hundred, a hundred percent. Yes. Okay. I feel like on clothes, I am reversed. I am mostly splurge and sometimes safe, but here is why. Here is why. <laughs> it's because I am the worst shopper. Uh, I, I, there is like a skill that I just 1000% do not have to shop at H and M. Like I just don't even have it even tonight. Like Paris is like, Oh, I just did a big old Navy haul. And like, I can't even, I walk into old Navy. I see nothing there, nothing. And then I leave. And the next day Paris, I'll be like, that's so cute. Where'd you get that? And she's like, old Navy. (laughs) (laughs) I'll send you the link. And then you'll send me the link and I'll order it. So. Okay. I have to say too, in (laughs) terms of motherhood, my body is a different size every six. Yes. Sometimes every week, sometimes every six months, but my body is changing so much right now. If there is a piece that I like, for example, I have a Doan dress. I can wear it pregnant. I can wear it postpartum. I can wear it my like original size. I can wear it all the time. It is worth the large price tag to me because it is a piece that I can wear all the time. For example, uh, like I have these overalls and I can wear them sometimes. And so they're old maybe. Because, right. Because they're not something that are gonna, that's going to go with me to the next phase. Yes. Yes. No, I agree that I think, man, I think being a woman is so hard. <laughs> and for sure, the changing sizes is a factor. Yeah. 100%. But I think that's also why I feel right now, I keep saying to Paris, I'm like, I don't even know what my style is. Yeah. And I've never felt like that before. I like feel like I really took pride in my style before. And I think it's because... I do tend to splurge on clothing items and I don't shop as often. And all of a sudden when your size is changing and you already don't shop super often, then it also doesn't make a big price tag that worth it. Yeah. So I just am like, oh, I'll just get by on what I have anyway. So that's kind of where I'm at. Okay. What about kids clothes? Okay. My kids clothes, I... Oh, this is kind of a hard one because I feel like I wanted to put it in both categories. Okay, this is what I put under kids' clothes. Splurge by not buying a ton of options. I guess that's like I allow myself to splurge because I don't buy a ton of options. We mostly stick to staples and that's that. That's it. If I can save through thrifting, I will. Mostly pants. Yeah. So that's like thrifting. I'll always look through the boys' pants section. Um, And then other than that, I feel like my boys are staples. They have polos and t-shirts and usually like a bunch of pairs of chinos. And like, that's what we have. <laughs> Your boys are always dressed so cute. They always look so classic <laughs> and I love it. Okay, what about you? I said save, but I don't, I don't save by like buying all their clothes from Walmart. I save, I like to thrift nice things. I even just yes, started and you buying thrift them. like a lot, like clothes with a lot of character, which is cute. Yes, I do. And I, and you know, a lot of the times they're Gap or Polo or totally. or they're nicer brands. So they feel like nice items, but I didn't spend a lot of money yes. on them. Even I just bought Lola this cute little romper um, from eBay. It's it's Ralph Lauren and it's so cute. cute. And it feels like an heirloom piece and it was $15. And I, so save, but also I like them to be quality. Otherwise, I don't think that they last. No, they don't. At all. Of course not. Because yeah. I used to just do a Zara haul for miles. Right. And now that I have two kids. They last first through of all, one season. Yes. But for if I do a Zara haul each season for both my kids, that's super expensive. Yeah. Zara, it's like cheap, but it's not that cheap. 
and doing it for two kids. And then it really doesn't last. But I find when I thrift things, they're better quality and they actually last. And if they don't, they were like two bucks. Yeah. So I definitely do buy things from H&M. Honestly, mostly H&M for my kids. H&M. I just and then did some H&M today for Eloise and they had H&M some is really cute. cute little gems. H&M is really cute. So I, yeah, but I would put myself in the category of save with a few. I definitely think it's worth having a few special items. Totally. For sure. It's not that I won't splurge, but in general, my mindset is save. Although I will say with shoes, I like them to have a nice pair of shoes. Like they don't need a million options, but. Yeah. I feel like I do two shoes two pairs like per a season yes yeah like in the summer it's mostly crocs and then they'll also have a tennis shoe kind of a yeah. thing you miles know? right now he wears his tevas every day or his saltwater sandals and the salt saltwater sandals especially were a little bit more expensive but i love them and they last really well so they're yeah. worth the splurge to me rather than you know i think they carry like a knockoff at old navy but they don't last as well no they don't last as well at all so it's worth it to me yeah. on shoes I think to splurge yeah yeah I agree with okay, that okay it also used to be worth it for me to splurge on shoes until my feet grew and betrayed I know. me <laughs> I know mine too it mine feels too. so rude my yeah. feet grew a whole size since getting pregnant with Lola and I I'm not kidding my body has never felt so much like it betrayed me <laughs> Because that's where I would splurge because my shoes weren't changing size. Right. Right. But they were. Yeah, that is unfortunate. Okay, travel. Spend or save. Splurge Ooh. or save. Okay, that's funny. I actually didn't see that you put travel, but oh. I did put travel on my... Oh, you did? Yeah, I did. Great minds. Well, okay, I didn't put travel. What I put was vacation. And obviously, we're not like... We're not doing leisurely vacations. Yeah. We talked about that. But I did put vacation under... Okay, you're going to laugh. I literally put everything under splurge. I put vacation under splurge only because I don't feel like we do a ton of big trips and usually when we are traveling, it is to visit family. So we're not going to spend a ton of money. But when we do, like, for example, we went on um, the trip. We did like a Newport trip. It was just Johnny and I and our kids uh, when Eloise was six weeks. And when we're on a trip like that, we will splurge yeah. on the trip. We want to have a great experience. We want to stay in it. Like if we're going to go on a vacation, we want to be staying somewhere nicer I mean, or at least on par with our house, right? Like, why am I going to be paying to stay somewhere that is not as comfortable as my house with three little kids? Yeah. So like, we're going to stay somewhere nice. We're going to do something fun. We're going to eat good food. And that's like, when we're caught up in vacation, we're like, let's do this. Let's do that. So I put that under splurge for sure. I was talking to Pierce about this before you came over. And I definitely say splurge in the sense, like do it. If you can reasonably make it happen, do it. But I actually said save. We're not in, by any means fancy vacationers. Obviously, there's a level of comfort that I feel like when traveling with kids just has to be met. Yeah. And I could, for us, like that is kind of high. But also, <laughs> I will totally put up with quite a bit of discomfort to be having a new experience and traveling. I agree. I actually agree with that for you. Cause I feel like you would be willing to, <laughs> you would be willing to put up with way more than I would <laughs> on a trip. <laughs> like you're, you're always like, it's like miles is in our bed and like Lola's going to be next to me. And like, and I'm just like, Oh, I could not We figure it out. But you we do figure, figure it, out. it out. You always have. Okay. I have to, I have to say one time when Pierce and I were kind of newly married, 
we slept, we found ourselves sleeping in the back of a Nissan Leaf. No, you didn't. Have you seen a Nissan no. Leaf? <laughs> Pierce. Imagine Pierce and I both sleeping in the trunk. Stop the it. The hatchback trunk of a Nissan Leaf. <laughs> that's, that's, um, that's how we used to do it. Now, these days with kids, that's not so fun. It wasn't actually, it actually wasn't fun then either. But That's where you draw the line. Yeah. <laughs> We're much pickier now. Draw the line on two kids pregnant in the back of a Nissan <laughs> Leaf. <laughs> That's too far. But I, it's it's worth it to me to save and be able to take the vacation. Yeah. Rather than like save up and go on one vacation every year or whatever it is. Yeah. I'd rather go more frequently. I gotcha. Okay. That's actually, that's actually maybe the only category that I'm more of a maximalist than a minimalist. Most of my categories mm. are like, I'd rather have less. Like the few ha- nicer. Yeah. And this is, you're like, no, I would spend less to do it more often. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Uh, let's see. What about, what else did I have on mine? Um, furniture. Did you have that in yours? <laughs> I put that on mine. I put home decor. So okay. I feel like similar categories. Yes. Okay. I'm laughing because all of my furniture that I have, it's like I bought out of necessity and it was the cheapest thing I could buy. And it like desperately, I mean, need is such a relative term, but like <laughs> to be a, to be like on par with the home that we bought, like it probably should be updated and <laughs> replaced, but just, you know, the, the, it's going to happen gradually, very <laughs> gradually, <laughs> but you know, I would, I want the splurge version. So I'm putting up with what I have now if that yes. makes sense yeah 100%. like for example our coffee table just broke and I want a really nice coffee table so right now we're just not going to have a coffee table because I don't really want to get one from Target that I'm going to want a new one in three years like I want a really nice co- I want a really nice coffee table yes. so I'm gonna wait yeah yes. so my mine is like save or do without until I can splurge. That is 100% I same. I put it under save for that reason. Yeah. I'm like, yes, I will have my 90s light fixtures until I can afford the $2,000 light fixture. Yep. <laughs> like, yep. Just so unreasonable. <laughs> and that's why my house is like furnished with, <laughs> furnished very, very sparsely. Right. Same. Literally same. Johnny and I always joke that we're like college students in our house. <laughs> Like this house is bigger than we can afford to furnish. So we like, just look like college students. My here. mindset is splurge, but my bank account doesn't say splurge. <laughs> yes. So safe. The answer yes, is safe. hundred percent. And okay, here's another reason I also put it under save that I will say my, this is one thing that has changed since I've had kids. So my mom, I feel like taught us growing up, we always had quality. I don't want to say that they were like so expensive, but we always had quality furnishings and finishes in our house. And my mom really took, like, I can't emphasize this enough, such nice care of our home and taught us to do the same. And even for example, like marble countertops, I know how some people are like, Oh, you learned to live with the patina. No, no. We did not learn to live with patina. We did not put a single thing on those countertops that would have, you know what I mean? That would have etched them. Yes. So just, I've learned that in this, for example, I, we did with just thrifted, so old 
dining chairs that I painted that we had for seven and a half years, seven and a half years. I even think my mom thrifted them and gave them to us. So like we never even bought dining chairs our entire marriage. And finally I was like, we are getting dining chairs. I'm putting my foot down and the dining chairs I truly, truly wanted. I just had this realization that this is not the time for them. Like there will be another time for those dining chairs and I'm going to get a different chair that is wipeable, that is light, that is easy with my boys and that it's okay if I need to replace one, you know, totally one or two. So anyway, that's where I'm like, that's why I put it in my save category. Okay. I have the perfect example in my life as well. We finished our Island in October so it's been, it hasn't been that long, but we needed seating for the island. And when I looked at the seating, the seating I really wanted was going to be over a thousand dollars for the seating. And I was realizing, okay, I'm going to, that's going to be a purchase we sit on for a long time. I want to be able to use this island. I bought $40, I brought $40 bar stools. It was $40 for four bar stools oh, off a Facebook marketplace amazing. and they're really banged up, but you know what? They were going to get banged up anyways. And one day I will buy nicer ones or replace them with what I really want there. But for now, the $40 ones are doing great. So totally. I think that firmly puts me in this yes. category. Yes. 100%. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Baby gear. Oh, baby gear. Okay. I am for sure splurge on this because I'll tell you, I have not Okay, no, I did have a, a one baby stroller with Brooks and then I did have to sell it and get a two, whatever you call that, a double, a double stroller once I had Wells. Other than that, I have kept every car seat stroller. We have a travel stroller we've had the entire time. Anything that we have purchased for the first baby, we still have it and we'll have used it through all three of our kids and then we'll sell it. Yeah. So definitely splurge and I just buy it one time and then we'll probably sell it on Facebook Marketplace when we're done. What yeah. about you? I'm a hundred percent splurge, but on very, very few things. Yes. I do yes. not like having a bunch of, I'm sorry, but crap <laughs> stuff really overwhelms me. I do not want a lot of it, but what I do have, I like to be nice. I like to feel like I can actually use and kind of put through the ringer and again, I agree. And that's a short list. Yeah. Like for me, that's literally car seat strollers that I like can't even think car of something seat strollers, else. Car seat strollers, baby carrier. Yeah. Yeah. Splurge on a baby carrier. And that's honestly it. Like yeah. the bouncer that I yeah. used, I borrowed. Yeah. Or I'd like buy something really cheap on Facebook Marketplace and sell. But the things that are important to me are important to me. Yes, I agree. Um, toys. Kids toys. Neither. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so fed up with toys right now. <laughs> I feel like just no matter what, they all end up thrown in his closet and he doesn't care about them. So neither. I actually was realizing I want to spend less on toys and more on, I don't, I, I don't even know what the word for this is, but bigger toys. You know, I would love to put a slide in our basement or a rock climbing wall on our yeah, basement. Yeah. Um, or a play set in our backyard. Like more like activity. Things. Yes. Yes. Cause totally. we don't have any of those, but toys I'm just, I'm just sick of. So totally save by not buying any. Does yeah. that make me so mean? <laughs> no, but I'm definitely, I'm, I'm in the camp of nicer over a lot. I mean, fewer toys. 
I feel like a really actually kind of mean mom right now. Oh no, no, no. Because Miles, Miles has, plenty has plenty of toys. I promise. Yes, he totally does. And I also feel like save because what did I put it? Save because I have realized, okay, here's the deal. One day, my one day when I don't need it anymore, Love Every is going to sponsor this podcast. Oh, yes. <laughs> and I'm going to just be so happy for anyone who gets any kind of discount code or anything. <laughs> um, because as a young mom, like that was all I wanted to be able to give to my kids was yeah. like just something that felt like it was developmentally appropriate and just the right amount of stimulating and mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. But like I will I will never justify spending that on my kids I won't and so I'm safe and that one we do not have a ton of toys and two I do not buy expensive toys yeah because I told I'm like we go to someone else's house and they have the exact same thing or even something less interesting and it's way more interesting to them yeah but something at your own house like I don't know. I just think my boys way prefer to go through my kitchen drawer and find spatulas and whisks and then play pretend around my house than they do anything else. So definitely save on that one. Same. Okay. Should we do one more? Yes. Okay. Groceries. (laughs) You already know. I know. (laughs) Groceries. Johnny and I have just accepted the fact that it will always be our greatest expense. And we don't ever want to feel stifled in that area. <laughs> so we just allow it. We accept the fact that like that is going to be where we spend the most. Here's the thing. It's something you value. Yeah, totally. It's not accidentally skyrocketing every month. It's right. You love to, you love to entertain. You love to cook. You love to be able to yes, have those quality we value quality ingredients yes it's something that's important and it's not like we're it's and i it doesn't go under splurge because we're like oh we're eating out all the time we're actually not eating out very often it is it we very thoughtfully spend yeah. on it we splurge on our groceries too it feels like a luxury of life to buy things that we enjoy and yeah. like to feed our families and enjoy eating and that's something that we also just agree is important to us and we prioritize it and make other adjustments as needed. Because, totally. You know, I have $40 bar stools, but exactly. I'm, but I'm going to Harman's. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> also, I do have to say, okay, there was something else I was thinking about. What was I thinking about? Oh, this would be interesting too, just to hear energy wise. I did think about this where you splurge versus save. And oh. I did want to share, I had one idea and yeah. you can think about maybe something else. Okay. Um, okay. Splurge. My one was that I definitely splurge on friend time. That was my first thought. I splurge on friend okay, time. Okay. Yes. Like, um, I will be willing both Johnny and I sacrifice for me to be able to have friend time. I take at least one night a week to go out with friends without kids Sometimes it's a splurge financially, sometimes it's not, but I definitely feel like that's like we are sacrificing in that area for that to happen. And my save, I would say, is screen time. I feel like I save my, like I do not use, do not use my phone very often. The second I'm feeling overwhelmed, like that's the first thing to go 
Anyway, I hate that we rely on our phones for recipes and all my notes and my audiobooks. I wish I had a hundred different devices because I hate having to rely on my phone. So I'm putting screen time under save for me. That's great. Um, okay. Splurge, I would say friend time for me for sure. Um, that's just something that I heavily prioritize. And for save, I don't know, I, this is on the spot, but I'm thinking entertaining my kids. It's not something I put a lot of energy into. I love doing things with them and we play together all day long. And by play together, I mean, we do activities alongside each other all day, but I don't try and entertain them really at all. I mean, they live very fun lives. You don't need to feel bad for them, but I'm not setting up activities for them or arranging their toys in a way that will make it entertaining to them. That's where I save. That was thoughtful. I liked that answer. Oh, good. Yeah, that was great. Okay, okay well, that's fun. Let's so share. Fun. Uh, let's let's share to get other people to share. Yes. Yes. Okay, also it's been a minute since we've asked, but if you enjoy this podcast, please please leave us a review. You can leave us a review on the Apple Podcast app or you can give us a rating on Spotify or share with your friends. We'd be so grateful. And thank you so much for listening. We'll be with you next week. 